This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, which, let's face it, you do, tell a friend. You can listen to us all sorts of places. A couple of them would be iTunes or AllisonRosen.com. Hello, my little lemon drops. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting show. Before the show officially starts, we have time to have a little chat. Um, I want to tell you guys about Pro Flowers. Valentine's Day is right around the corner, and if you don't know what you're getting your loved one or what you're getting yourself, you might be feeling a little screwed. Don't be screwed. Get Pro Flowers. One dozen long stem assorted roses with a premium vase and gourmet chocolates for $29.99. Or you can double the roses. That's two dozen roses, long stem, and the premium vase and chocolates for just $9.99 more. You will not find a deal this good anywhere else this week. And by the way, I have these flowers at home, and they are so beautiful. And I had them in my living room, and then I was in my office... And then I thought, you know what? I missed the flowers. So I got up and I picked them up and I put them in my office. And then it occurred to me as I was driving over here, I'm going to have to keep carrying them from room to room. Or I'm going to have to get some for each room. Hint, hint. I don't even know who I'm hinting that at. Maybe myself. Um, Me? Did I pick up the hint? Did I pick up what I was laying down? I did. Anyway, Pro Flowers is quick, easy, and delivery on Valentine's Day is guaranteed. You can't beat the price or convenience. Here's the only way to get this Valentine's Day deal which is one dozen long-stemmed assorted roses with a premium base and chocolates for $29.99 or double the roses for just $9.99 more, go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone in the top right corner, and type in best friend. That's proflowers.com, click on the microphone, type in best friend. Order today. This deal is only around while supplies last, and Valentine's Day is this Friday. Hi, Gary. Hey, Allison. How's it going? Good. How are you? I am good. I think we have an iTunes comment. All right, this week's iTunes comment of the week comes from Errol Three Doll, and it is titled uh, Sweet Baby Making Music. <laughs> the Paul Shear episode was Allison Rosen is your new best friend at its finest. Paul Shear was so relaxed and open, it was as if Allison had ejected him with some kind of truth serum. This was not a forced interview where the, ge- the host and guests felt as if they needed to be LOL funny. Instead, it was just a comfortable exchange of humorous stories that only a master such as Allison could extract from her unassuming subject. And the bluesy outro song at the end of the podcast is awesome. Anyone complaining about the full version of that song should suck a gargle of bad D's. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? Farouz from KC. Thank you so much. Suck, suck and gargle? It- I think I misread. I think it's. I, th- I think I there's thought, a typo. It says, I think it was bag of D's. It says bad of D's. Right, but I think they meant. Yeah, I agree. But I like the idea of sucking bad D's and gargling them as well too. I mean, really, it's really painting a vibrant picture. Thank you so much, um, and uh, thank you for the effusive compliments. I just want to take a bath in those. If you would like your iTunes comment to be an iTunes comment of the week, leave us a nice comment. Five stars is our favorite number of stars. Um, and thank you guys so much for listening. I Sometimes I don't say it enough. Or maybe I say it a lot, but I could always say it more. Thank you for listening. Um, I also want to tell you guys about the no-no. It is a new year. Time for a new you. Get 
get rid of all that extra hair. I mean, you probably already are, and you're probably doing stuff like getting laser treatments or waxing or various things that are either expensive or a pain in the butt or uh, painful. The No-No offers pain-free professional treatments that can be performed in the comfort of your own home. So the No-No is this device. It's about the size of a cell phone. It's portable. You can use it on your body uh, and your face. There's no pain. No pulling, tearing, scraping. You just glide it along your skin. It's got this LED readout, and it tells you whether you're doing it right or not. So it's fun, too. Um, and by the way, it's easy to use. And it really doesn't hurt. When I did it, it I, I couldn't even feel it, actually. Uh, and you get weeks of long-lasting results. So never again do you have to go through the pain in the butt of uh, making an expensive like, in-office treatment for anything. Um, it uh, works on all skin types, all hair colors, safe and effective for both men and women. So to take advantage of this exclusive offer for my listeners, that's you guys go to nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-4815. Again, that's nonobestfriend.com or 800-508-4815. You get the no-no device, you get the exclusive facial kit, you get a travel case. And by the way, it's an awfully snazzy travel case. Um, I, I love it. It's, this is the snazziest. Uh, and the entire purchase is backed by their triple guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, they'll refund the purchase price, refund the shipping, and even pay for you to ship it back to them so you don't risk a penny to try the no-no. Terms and conditions may apply. Okay, and then just one more quick thing to tell you guys. Well, I maybe I'm no, no, one more quick thing to tell you guys. Uh, and then here comes the episode. And I'm going to try to tell you guys this next thing without getting super angry. I'm going to tell you guys about NatureBox. They make delicious, healthy snacks. Um, we have them around the studio. There's sourdough cheddar pretzels, South Pacific plantain chips, chili lime pistachios, salted caramel pretzel pops, barbecue kettle kernels, sweet blueberry almonds. These are just a few of the things that you get uh, from NatureBox. And the reason I am pissed is because I had a NatureBox here with my name on it. And it is so delicious that some of my, I don't want to point fingers at my coworkers. However, I don't know who else traipses in and out. Someone stole my box of treats, my box of healthy snacks. <laughs> Gary, has any info shaken out of anyone yet? Uh, no, but I haven't been inquiring. Chris said he was going to. I haven't We're gonna have to. to Chris. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to shine a light into his face and see what he says. Anyway, that's how good they are. They're so good that you have to hide them from your coworkers. When 3 p.m. hunger pangs hit, you can tough it out and get cranky and lightheaded, or you can hit the vending machine and pack on pounds. But there's a third option: you can snack smarter this year with NatureBox. If your coworkers don't steal them from you, sign up for NatureBox for great tasting, healthy snacks sent right to your door. Uh, French toast granola. Oh, I already told you guys about all the stuff. Um, check it. Check out all of this at naturebox.com. Zero trans fats, zero high fructose corn syrup, nothing artificial. Naturebox ships for free. So right now, you guys can try your first order of Naturebox at fifty percent off by just going to naturebox.com/allison. That's naturebox.com/allison. Okay, here comes the episode. It is Josh Gardner, who you guys may know as Deaf Frat Guy. Now, Gary, do you? You look wait, confused. I, I imagined it. Um, <laughs> I remember you were saying, do you feel like we need to put any sort of like disclaimer or say anything beforehand about this episode? It is, it's a d- little bit different in tone than uh, many of the episodes that have been on the show. I'm trying to figure out what to say without like, I, part, I want people to sort of, you know, I don't want to step on it at the same time. I, I'm just going to say this and then you tell me if I shouldn't have said it or not. <laughs> 
here's the thing. I felt like he was pulling our leg when I don't think he was. Well. <clears throat> he has a way of delivering things that make them sound like a bit, but it isn't. That's actually just him being honest. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't have said that. We could. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, okay. I mean, it's. We can take it out. That's sort of true, but. At the same time, there were things that he insisted all the way through this episode were not bits, and then he admitted as soon as we finished that it was a bit. Well, that's what you shouldn't have said. <laughs> well, there you go. So should we just leave it up to them to wonder what it was? I guess so. There's only one thing I can think of that was like that. Yeah. And I feel like it's actually, as you're listening, it'll be clear, because it was so far-fetched, it was like unbelievable. But other than that... I don't know. Anyway, it was a it was a unique experience, which is what being with Josh Gardner is. He's very talented. He's very funny, and he's like no one I know. So uh, here's the episode. I love you guys. Hey everyone, hi, hello, it's me, Allison Rosen, and I am sitting here with comedian, writer, performer, musician, Josh Gardner. Hello. Hello, Allison. Um, one other thing, I'm a, a predator, which is a pro- <laughs> producer, editor. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys may know him as Deaf Frat Guy. For a second, I paused wondering, does everyone know that it's you? Not everyone knows, but th- I feel like we are fairly open about that. Cat's halfway out of the bag. <laughs> right. So people know you from the Adam Carolla Show, and um, you were a writer on the man. <clears throat> Excuse me, something in my throat. You were a writer on the man show as well. A cat is in my throat. It's the, one, it, it's the one that's half out of the bag. A lot of people are uh, ill right now. I know. I've noticed. You've been traveling. You've been stuck in this polar vortex, right? Yeah. I came from uh, the great state of Maine. Which is where you live. Yeah. I dropped out of society a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll get more. I'll I'll get to that more about what precipitated my uh, Good, because that's where I want to go. My exit from society. Um, But you don't want to get there just now? Not now. Okay. Well, I have – it's very important. I got to get it off my chest. Please. Um, I was caught in this polar vortex. Um, I sustained uh, frostbite on the head of my penis. Oh, no. Yeah. What does it need? Well, it's a compelling argument. Now I'm starting to re- I'm starting to rethink my whole philosophy on circumcision. Oh yeah, because the foreskin it, 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 protection. That, yeah, it's for cold weather. That's mm-hmm. I had never. It, it hit me like a ton of bricks. But now, so because of the frostbite, I had to. I got a flat tire in minus seventeen degree weather. I had to change the tire by the end. My, With your penis? No, um, but that's the it, oddly it's a, it's it's a extremity. True. And it's one of the first things to go, oh, no. along with your digits, your toes. Mm-hmm. But I've 
lost a great amount of sensation down there. But the wife's not complaining. <laughs> but anyway, it's <laughs> it's just uh you know, it made me rethink the whole circumcision thing and there's a reason for it. It's like a sweater. Yeah. I didn't want to go there yet, but I guess the I'm well, just, what were you hoping to pad the beginning of the show with, if not this great stuff? Well, I'm just – I wanted to say that I, um, I'm a little verklempt because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, it, it took me 40 hours to get here. And uh, they lost my luggage. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I guess this is sort of a confessional environment. It is. Where you can open up. And, yep. It's a safe space. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have to – I'm going to be honest. Um, losing my luggage, you know, I can buy new clothes. I can get a new toothbrush. That's no big deal. It's just in, inside my bag was a veritable pharmacopoeia of these psychotropic drugs that helped me, um, you know, lead a, a, a fairly normal life. Sure. And I'm realizing now that most of these, um, they're le- legal. You know, this is just kid stuff. This mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, but they have a distressingly uh, short half-life. And and uh, I'm becoming acutely aware of that um, at this moment. As it's leaving your system? Yes. It's very distressing. Wait, I'm sorry. Is this true? <laughs> it is true. Oh, I was waiting for the punchline. My medications are somewhere between... Oh, here. no. Yeah, they're in some flyover state. Gary, were you aware that this was true or did you think this I is also a joke? I this is true. It's true. Well, it'd be funny if it weren't true. It's all too true. I mean, but it's... I'm sorry. That's why I'm having the this banquet beer. Right. Um, to try to nullify the... This is not a bit. No, this is true. I think okay, it's well true. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry. So I'm, 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 sorry. I'm having a banquet beer to try to offset these distressingly uh, well, short half-lives of, of these medications mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, many, many people suffer from neuroses sure adult hyperactivity dis what does it stand for a adhd mm-hmm. uh, I was attention di- deficit atten- hyperactivity disorder. i was yeah. di- thank you i was diagnosed uh last year really yeah um so that you know i've been having trouble like i i don't have the attention span to to remember the confirmation code to check if they've found my bag yeah it's a catch-22 it really is what are you gonna do i don't know <laughs> anything could happen I, yeah it, it's um i don't know i'm i'm i'm, I'm praying that, the, that that my bag is recovered i i've never um um as an inveterate traveler mm-hmm. I've never checked a bag in ten years, and I did this time. And uh, this is what you could get. And I'm kind of wondering what the karmic uh, payback. Why I'm wondering not what it is. I know what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling it right now. I'm feeling it just sitting next to you. Yeah, but I'm wondering why. Because what did I do 
to deserve this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any ideas? <laughs> Maybe in some other life I was uh, a uh, jerk or a butthole. <laughs> you know? But what? Did Who's I, to say you weren't? I, I don't know, and I, I'm not even sure I believe in it. But I'm, I, you know, it, at this time you have to, uh, you know, it's it's like uh, being you know, all on the table. You know how they say there are no atheists in a foxhole? I've heard that. It's yeah. that type of thing right now where I'm I'm going. Hey, uh, this is this is when you begin to question. This is when you get spiritual, right? Yeah, hey, big guy. If you can get that, was I a butthole? Yeah. Can you get? Hey, if you get that bag back for me um, oh you're bargaining yeah yeah well i'm sorry i coach kids and stuff is, this, is that true yeah what do you coach them in uh ice hockey really mm-hmm. did you know gary is a really good ice hockey player or was or something was he hasn't been on the ice i haven't laced up the skates in 10 years or so but i did that too i made that mistake yeah and um what which mistake of not being on the ice for a while not lacing them up for 10 years um, one day I was playing a casual game of hockey and, um, I was upended and I landed square on my keister. Oh no. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, I thought it was a hip injury. Next thing I knew, uh, six months later, um, I'm undergoing back surgery and, the worst par- part about it was the um, anesthesiologist who I was going under. You know, he's he's asking me questions. He, do you remember the show Fantasy Island, Mr. Rourke, mm-hmm. Ricardo Montalban? Are you asking the, me or he was asking you? The late no, I'm asking you. you oh yeah, 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 I do. You know the late great Ricardo sure. Montalban. This guy was a dead ringer for him. Wow, complete with the, the full bed of chest hair. How lucky. The medallions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Just what you'd want in an anesthesiologist. Yeah. So I'm going in for my back surgery, the hockey related. This is the thing that kept me off the ice for 10 years. Um, and he said, uh, I was a youngster. I was, in, I was about 23. And he said, uh, you're, you're a college kid, right? And I said, yeah, I'm a freshman. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I was 23. I had graduated. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> But uh, did you it, actually say that to him though? Because that's n- funny. Yeah, no, I didn't. Okay. I didn't have. I was. I was. I was. But you're going under. I was scared. Right. Um, and I was about to go under, and he goes, "Hey, uh, you're you uh, you're in college. You you, you like uh, Bud Light?" And I was like, I, "I guess so." And he goes, he jabs this needle in my arm. <laughs> and he goes, "You're about to feel like you had a, about ten Bud Lights." So I go. Oh, Okay, that's fine, you know. But then the it started coming through my system and all I could remember was the glittering uh of his medallions and his necklaces, the gold mm-hmm. on the bed of the chest hair. Right. That just seems so unsanitary. Well, they can't shave or they do now. Anesthesiologists shave their che- body yeah. hair. But uh back then they didn't. And so he said, well, you're going to feel like you had a, a, a few Bud Lights. And did you? Yeah. But, but that wasn't the end of it. Okay. He goes, he takes this gas mask out mm. and he puts it over my face and he goes, sadistically, nighty night. 
That's kind of awful. Yeah, and I woke up like a day later. Have you ever woke up screaming in pain? Um, actually, I had surgery. I, I wasn't screaming, but when I came to, I was aware of how much pain I was in. Yeah. Was that how it was for you? I woke up screaming, and I was in the hospital for, um... Was si- it really a day later? Like, that's how long your surgery was? No, it was like, it was like, it was like six hours what, later. What did they do? Do you know? They did a, um, spinal fusion mm-hmm. and, and, um, you know, a laminectomy and a disectomy and, um... Um, Stuff I had with not, discs, right? I hadn't been circumcised, so I threw that in because you know, under one. While you're there, yeah. You know. um, but uh, I was in the hospital for uh, – I was at a, a teaching hospital. And, uh, you know, after six days, I was on these uh, heavy pain-killing drugs, and I, I couldn't urinate. Mm-hmm. Can I say that? Yeah. Okay. Um, and – I realized that after four days, I had not uh, urinated, and they said, you better do it quick or else we're going to have to insert a catheter. Yeah. I didn't want that. It was the last thing I wanted. I can imagine why. So they said, you have one more chance. And I went to the bathroom, and I, I, was, I went to, to the higher. The was guy it? who has your suitcase. Please. Let me do this now. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. Mm. So they scheduled the catheter procedure to happen. And uh, I was in a room, sharing a room with an elderly gentleman. Mm-hmm. And uh, much to my surprise, the curtain opened and there were uh, 25 medical students. Oh, no. Yeah, there to witness the insertion on how to insert a catheter. In your penis. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Not it was. No, it was not my post. belly button. I'll tell right. you that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's humiliating. I know. So I just put a pillow over my head and pretend. You know, I'm like a. You know how uh, the, I think ostriches they bury their yeah. head in the sand. They do that. It's. It that's was, what you did. Yeah. There's a. There's a great. You know that it makes an awful lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So I just put the pillow over my head, but I did – it wasn't muff- – the sound wasn't muffled enough that I couldn't hear. Now we're going to go for a bigger one. Ugh. Is so, it, was it super painful? Do they – can they uh, numb it? No. Was it really painful? I hadn't even had the frostbite yet. How did the pain compare to the frostbite? Uh, I was worse. There's, it's just, it's unnatural. So they ramp up in size. It's, I was unaware. They of this. ramped it up for no good reason, God. just to do it to to teach these uh, future oh, really? urologists um, how it's done. And and uh, you know these were my peers. I was looking at well for a set until I put the pillow over my head. Mm. But anyway, it's just one of those things. Again, I go back to what you know why. Mm-hmm. Right. There's really no answers. First, you're angry. (laughs) And then... Well, first, aren't you in shock? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shock. Shock. But then I was denying that it was happening. That was the pillow. That was the ostrich. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then anger. Uh Uh-huh. And then... um, Acceptance. I accepted it because you can't... You have no other choice because... Oh, no, no. Bargaining. Then acceptance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I was going like... I'm I'm like, please, no, no, not not bigger, no. Mm Mm-hmm. 
that was the bargaining. And then um, the last one was oh, the, no, the last one you just take the biggest piss of your life. Oh, that yeah, that's the last one. Yeah. You know, there's a bag, and you watch it fill up, and it's kind, it's kind of cool, but it's unnatural because it's not – it's happening like – it's like a robot is making you uh, do it. Right. It doesn't feel like you're peeing. Yeah. So, so much to talk about. Unfortunately, yeah. we don't have time for the full exploration of your psyche and soul. You can do that it. Would... Go ahead. It's, I'm, I'm, there's not much. There's not much there. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it just cavernous? Yeah, well, where where were you born? I was born. Um, I was born in New York City. Uh huh. Um, here's a here's another neat little story. Um, I was the last. Um, I was the last baby that this um, wonderful Jewish doctor at Mount Sinai Hospital. I was his last circumcision. Before Parkinson's made him retire. <laughs> but so, no, he made, he, you know, he did a, they said he did a, a half decent job with what he had. Uh-huh. You know, with, you know, um, I mean, this guy made Michael Fox look like, uh, Michael J. Fox look like a, you know, a, a guy that carves, a, uh, you know, makes those uh, ship in a bottle things. <laughs> One of those guys. Yeah. Are you actually? Where are? You, what are your actual views on circumcision? I think I, I'm 100 percent pro. Why? Um, because I don't know. No, I. You have I, kids, right? Yep. You have boys or girls? Uh, I have two boys. Oh. One though was um, born in the middle of the night. And I hate to embarrass the little guy on air. He's probably not going to hear it. He probably won't. Um, I will say this. It was done hastily. It was done by The circumcision or the birth? The the birth was hasty as well. (laughs) It was like, uh, you know, God, my my wife, God bless her. She, uh, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I'm... you know, I've uh, seen uh, bowel movements uh, go down faster than that birth. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, we were in and out of there for 15 minutes. Wow. But the nurse, I believe, uh, the nurse, the doctor, the obstetrician, I believe that she was anti-circumcision. And she did sort of a slipshod job, if you'll pardon the pun, like she oh did yeah, okay. A, a I, I, it took me a, took me a second of, to get to it. It was the... sort of a half, you know. What did she? Did, so she left some extra. It, you know, there are questions as to is the boy circumcised? Right. She left. So she, she so, left he, a fair amount of skin. So now, she didn't really want it. She was may, reluctant. Yeah, this is at this is at um, Cedar Sinai. Maybe she knew we were going to move to Maine. And he would need it, yeah, yeah, for the protection. But the, um, the our first son um, was born in Santa Monica. They did a fantastic job. I mean, I'll. So, would you recommend I'll, going to Santa Monica, regardless of where the baby's born? Um, yes. I gotta say, I'm kind of anti-circumcision. I know. I it's starting to grow. I'm friends with a guy, Stevie Ray Fromstein. 
he's a comedian. I don't know him. And he's um he's also goes under the name the Holy Atheist. Okay. And his his entire um he's changed his see I his um obsession with circumcision was a great opening for me because he was Cuz you're also obsessed clearly? No. Who <laughs> <laughs> why would you even say that? That's But his stand-up routine <laughs> became entirely about circumcision, and he was opening for Norm Macdonald. Mm-hmm. And, and Norm was saying kind of the circumcision as comedy opening act isn't really cutting it. <laughs> so um, his obsession led to me um, getting a, a, a job oh, well, there um, you go. opening for, for Norm on the road. And, and, and uh, the, you know, that was um, – and still is um, – Fortuitous. Eh, it's all. It's okay. It's Are not you, that is that great. what you're still doing? Do you still do that? Eh, not really. Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, when the mood. Like, if I wanted to go see Norm, would I see you before I saw Norm? Yes. You well, no. First, you'd see a local comedian um, slog his way through a ill thought out. A uh, series of one-liners and um, poor, I'll just stay home. poorly crafted puns. And then you? And then me. And then Norm. And then Norm, yeah. See, my thing with circumcision is just it hurts the baby. I mean, for, not for very long. But didn't like, hurt me. But no one, no one remembers it. Didn't, hurt, it didn't hurt any of these. The didn't hurt any of these cats. The babies, well, you pass out from the oh. pain. Because oh. cause they can't give any um, anesthesia to the baby because it's too little. So the baby does pass out from pain. Really? That's what I under- That's how I understand it. Well, all I remember. But no one remembers it. Listen, no. if I was getting something cut off my dick in front of like 25 people, I'd want to pass out right after too. I don't want to be. Yeah. That's what I'm someone. saying. Why put, your, why put the kid through it? No, the doctor, I clearly remember the doctor. You know, I mean, his hand was unsteady. But I just remember him st- you know, squirting um, that that Ambusol, the toothache medication. Oh well, maybe they do yeah. use some numbing agent or something. I clear. I just remember the. I think they use a topical. Okay. Yeah, but like they can't give you. Well, this is yeah. This was a toothache medication that works as well. You know, works right. on any mucous membrane, and I just clearly remember, you know, the um, mm. the A and the M, you know, B, you know, the whole tube. Mm-hmm. I may have blacked out at that point, <laughs> right? But you know, I just come out of a, a birth canal. Yeah. So that's the traumatic thing. You're right. You're right. And your head gets crushed a little bit. I hadn't thought out. about that when you consider the life experience of the person this is happening to. Yeah. There's not a lot. But it's a tough way to start. It is. Um, so wait, okay. So you were born in New York City, mm-hmm. and then you grew up in New York City as well. I moved there um, until uh, in nineteen seventy seven you may remember it was a it was a terrible summer for for new york um, son of sam okay was yes. being I don't remember but i've heard son of Sam was being uh, given uh, messages by a uh, yellow lab i believe or a golden retriever sure named Sam. So, I didn't know. So he this got, po- I, I didn't know all the details. That's how Sam got his name. He was giving uh, his his golden retriever was telling him to shoot people. That seems so ungolden retriever like. Yeah. You know, you expect that of like a Rottweiler. And Sam 
Like, what? who would name their golden retriever Sam, <laughs> you know? I don't That's know. That's, like, the craziest thing of all. So then, okay, so you, did you grow up in Manhattan? I did. Then we left. Then I grew up in um, in uh, the uh, northern suburbs about an hour. Where? Well, it's a town called Bedford, New York. Okay. Yes, I've heard of it. Um, do you Yo, si- Bedford, what's up? <laughs> do you have siblings? No. Y- yes, I do. And I also have a, a gothic tattoo of Bedford in across my... Uh, Mid, um, midriff midriff nice yeah, you're yeah. keeping it real are you um I, yeah, there's an o you know in bed and that's where my belly button is nice yeah. what's are you um how many siblings do you have i have a younger sister mm-hmm. um and uh her name is liza she has two daughters um and when she lives right down the block from me and um we see each other you know, a few times a year, and no, we, we it's it's very nice. It's um, it's a it's a Norman uh, Rockwell um, esque existence in Maine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, where were you? Okay, where were you living before you went to Maine, and why did you go? I was living on. Um, were you out in L.A.? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were in L.A. Well, uh, the yeah, the we moved to L.A. from I, I got I was working at. Saturday Night Live for a couple years. Oh, I didn't. I forget if I. I don't think I knew that. What were you doing there? I don't know. Great. No, I was. Um, <laughs> I started out as the receptionist, and uh, and then I got promoted to be um, Norm and Jim Downey's. Um, uh, you know. Uh, Producer is not the right, you know. Assistant? Lackey or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, assistant. I was assistant to Jim Downey, who's the legendary head writer. Right. And um, a, a great man who taught. That was my, my graduate school. But I worked on the weekend update segment. And, um, you know, I started writing jokes and they got on the air. And, and who was the host at that point? Or the weekend update host at that point? Uh, Norm McDonald. What year was this approximately? I have no... No, not, not, uh, not uh, 90, um, 96 to 98, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. And did you go to Hampshire College? Hamilton. Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a ham. Right. Which What's is... up, Hamilton? <laughs> okay, so you were doing that. Was that your first comedy job? Yeah. What did you think you wanted to do out of college? Was it that? No, I was a travel writer. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and... Uh, I, I worked for a magazine called Budget Travels. Mm-hmm. Traveling on, on a budget? Yeah. Is that what you were doing? I didn't – I never succeeded in, in, the, in the magazine's mission because I'd always go over budget. <laughs> and I, I've done – sometimes I would make stuff up. You were like Stephen Glass yeah. or Jason Blair. A, a little bit. But not, I mean not, not in a bad way but like – you know, I'd be like, um, I'd be like, uh, you know, uh, get a hot like. If you go to Switzerland, you know, a, a hot dog and a, a and a beer will only set you back thirty five bucks. You know, so you. Um, <laughs> and but they they sent me to um, South America, and that was the uh, genesis of of this idea I had for a. Oh yeah, travel show because 
I was in this tiny little town and uh, on Lake. Don't laugh, okay? When I say this, please. I won't. Lake Titicaca. Didn't laugh. Okay, good. They're not. Okay, good. <laughs> that took a lot. <laughs> I know. That really took really a lot. Hard. Yeah. Really hard. Yeah. So on Lake Titicaca, I saw this German couple just berating this poor indigenous woman because the eggs were um, not cooked properly. Mm-hmm. And I said that these Germans can be – they can be miserable in in any situation possible. And so I, I sort of got the idea for, sort you know, like a lonely planet type politically correct guy. But he's also kind of a, you know, needy jerk that like, you know. And that was – what was his name? Gerhardt? Mm-hmm. Reinke? With, with a D, yeah. <laughs> and that show was on – Comedy Central, right? And Adam, yeah, Adam uh, came in for the pitch. We, um, my buddy Tom Stern and I, just you know, we were going to meetings and stuff, and we're like, oh, you know, let's uh, do this funny travel show, and and uh, you know, going to ah, sounds good. We'll get back to you, you know, but and we just said let's just go down to Baja and shoot the pilot ourselves. And we shot it. We were going to do like five minutes, but we were like, we have enough stuff for a whole 22 minutes. And, um, you know, we showed it to Jimmy and Adam. And So they, you were already at Man Show. Uh-huh. Where I um, worked happily for three seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my jobs there was to um, supervise the, the juggies <laughs> on, on the trampolines, you know. Right. It, it was a... Hard work. Yeah. It's... Um, you know, it's back-breaking work. <laughs> well, so, okay, so you went down to Baja to do the, so the we pilot. Went, yeah, and then we shot it, and we, we just, like, we showed it to those guys, and they liked it. And then we just went into Comedy Central and showed them the, what we shot. And um, they, uh, you know, bought the show. And, and then, of course, um, our executive was fired, and the new person wanted nothing. Well, mm-hmm. her... her um, her thing was that um, it's it, it's not possible to take a fish out of water European character and put him in humorous situations, um, you know, overseas. Then, why? And then Borat comes out. <laughs> Wait, why did she think that? Um. Well, the short answer is I believe, and I, I will not name names, but I believe that this woman had a room temperature IQ if you'll mm. if you'll allow me that sure no I she just didn't you know get it It was very subtle I, I it wasn't that subtle I don't know I mean we, we got TV guide picked us for best show of the year oh that's great yeah we got like really good rate I mean no not ratings. reviews reviews ratings weren't bad we had an excellent time slot 1130 Saturday night <laughs> What was the? There's another show. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. There's another comedy show at that time, but we still did okay. But then, like, Jimmy got his ABC thing, and they were just kind of like, you know, um, oh yeah, you're leaving us. Hey, Jackal, you know your shows. See you later. Mm. I didn't realize it was Jack Hall, though. That makes sense. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Right. Bastards. Yeah. You know, you kind of wonder. 
what did you do to deserve this fate? A theme. Are you a religious person? No, but I'm a spiritual person. <laughs> you seem very spiritual. I would say I am. I'm a, I, I, you know, you can't have, you can't go out to the woods on a snowy evening with the pine, with the stars poking through the pine trees and the crescent moon and, and not think that there's some fucking asshole up there making your life miserable. <laughs> Where did you meet your wife? Saturday Night Live. Really? Mm-hmm. What did she do there? She was um, kind of the same thing. She was Jim Downey's assistant. She had left and she worked on the Chris Rock show. And uh, we got set up on a um, very well, uh, very well put together blind date, blind date weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we went to Foxwoods Casino and, um, you know, I didn't know we were being set up, but um, nature took its course, you know, within minutes. No, no. Um, <laughs> no, we, we developed a very nice, you know, courtship and, and it was, you know, we were in New York and um, it, it was great. And then we, she joined me out in LA and we, we had our, um, kids. And then, um, when we were living, things were good in Venice beach, you know, we were there for a while. Then we decided, um, too many homeless people were sleeping in our yard. So Mm -hmm. we moved to Hollywood, but there everything was going good until pimp moved next in next door to us. and, And, um, he kidnapped a gal. Really? Yeah. And her screams kept us awake all night. Wow. And then the next day, I I knocked on the door and I said, are you okay? Should I call the police? And she said, um, the pimp was an African national. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, I'm not going to mention his name on air. Okay, great. Um, And I said, are you okay? She said, and she was crying. And she said, that son of a bitch left me without any cigarettes. <laughs> but it was just living next door to the pimp and stuff. Did he really? He, I'm sorry. Did he really kidnap a girl? He locked her in the house without any cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's no way to live. And a, the final, I don't know. A lot of things. A, a guy stole my laptop computer. Well, he tried to. Mm-hmm. I was at a coffee shop working, and you know. I went to the bathroom, and I, I'm not dumb enough to, to uh, you know, leave my computer out in the open. I was just going to blow my nose because I, I suffer, you know, sometimes from seasonal nasal allergies. Sure. And um, I was just going to blow my nose. But he thought I was going in for a BM. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so this, this – he wasn't like the toughest guy. He was kind of a schlubby guy. But um, – I come out 10 seconds later and I see he's got my laptop and he's cruising out the door and I'm like, uh, you know, that's my, that's like stealing a carpenter's tools. You know, you can't, that's a, right. that's my, that's my money maker. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, Miley Cyrus's ass. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like or her that. tongue. Right. Which I've noted several times. I can tell her diet by the whiteness of her. Yeah. What is, what is, what does that indicate? I don't know. Well, it's. You know the the 
the tongue the part that she shows the back of it mm-hmm. you know that's really the first um it's the first uh, part of the digestive tract which of course you know ends with the anus right but it's very She's similar shown as the front of her anus mm-hmm. well the tip of her anus it it it, it just once you learn how to read the signs, it's like being a <laughs> meteorologist or something. Like sure. you see clouds in a different – most people to see clouds. I see she's been uh, drinking a lot of uh, milk or or she's – her diet lacks in you know, certain um, you know, macronutrients or something. Right. You know? But um, anyway, um, she uh, – Wait, what so happened? Oh yeah, oh you yeah. Are, you were in the so, process of moving to Maine. Well, yeah. Well, so the guy steals my computer, and I chase him down, and I didn't want to. I go, you know, hey man, and he, uh oh, he kind of throws my computer <sighs> down, and he's like, hey, what's the big deal? And I was like, that really made me upset. Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, I'm gonna catch this dude, and you know, and uh, you know. We we did a little dosy dough, and you know, next thing we know, this motherfucker's on the ground, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he's not breathing. What really? No. Okay. No, he he was breathing, but I was just restraining him for the cops, mm-hmm. and then um, was this like just on the in the middle of Hollywood? Yeah, you know, a nice part of town, Hollywood and Vine. <laughs> At a For coffee. those who don't know, yeah, it's yeah. not a nice part of town. And, and um, so, so, all so all of a sudden, these cop cars show up, and uh, th- they pull me off, and they start, you know, pretty much beating the shit yeah. out of me. Oh, really? And uh, and they're like, "Why'd you do it?" I was like, "Why did I do what?" Like, and they're like, "Why'd you steal the guy's laptop?" Really? Yeah, and I go. I go, well, there's an easy way. I, I go, how about this? How about if you open up the computer and the screensaver is his family <laughs> and not mine? So so they go, uh, all right, all right. You know, they let, let me off. And they put him in a cop car and stuff. And this cop goes, uh, he goes, uh, why didn't you finish him? And I go, I'm like, huh? I was like, he's pretty fucked up, man. Like, I, I, not to brag, but you guys will get a kick out of this. I, I broke both my hands on the guy's head. Wow. Yeah. So why didn't you finish the job? I'm like, what? What do you mean? And they go, you could have killed him and walked away. Ew. I know. And Ugh. I'm like, I was like, I was like, this is just really like the pimp thing and the, and right. that. And like, I'm raising, you know, my kids couldn't go to the local school because it's um, it's like. It's fairly high um, native Spanish speaking. It's like ninety nine point eight percent, you know, n- native. Sp- that that was just that was actually in in um, Hancock Park, which is uh, a really nice area. Yeah. So options running out, we decided to take a spiritual. <laughs> we return to that theme, mm-hmm. sabbatical to Maine for one year where I was um, contracted to write a screenplay. Adam and I had previously written the Deaf Frat Guy movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Check local listings. 
No, it was never made. But that's what you were doing there? I was right, yeah. And and then we just it, it kinda like either out of um um not wanting to move again or something we, we have stayed there since. Do you like it? I yeah. mean you must like it, right? I do. I do. It's an eclectic blend, our town, our small town of uh white people. Lobster fishermen, uh people in the lumber industry and, and uh college educated whites. <laughs> What's the name of the town? Uh, Camden, Camden, Maine. So, what were career? I'm sorry. What were you doing job wise when you left? Um, I had just finished um, a show um, called Saul of the Mole Men. I played Saul. Mm-hmm. Um. I also played a guy named Johnny Tambourine, who was a British pop star. This was Adult Swim's uh, first foray into uh, uh, live action. Mm -hmm. And we preceded Tim and Eric. Now, I don't know what's happened to them. I've never heard of them. You haven't? No, I have. Um, Our thing was that we were going to do 20 episodes of this serial thing and they were going to air it every night of the week and you had to watch it you know and and that was their plan but then adult it was on adult swim and they 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 abandoned that plan like halfway (laughs) into it so it totally ruined the concept of the show and Mm. it was so plot heavy that people were like wait what the hell's going on you know it was about a geologist who gets stuck in the center of the earth and you know has to live with these mole people and you know it was it was a funny show but um you know after that and 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 you know if if you know to open up now i will i i i you know had starred in a couple shows at that point and you know i was you know i i wasn't like getting bombarded but yeah, I'd have to take a few pictures a day and give a couple autographs. And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I have a choice right now. I, I don't know if I want that life. And I, I, I don't think I do. And Why? Because, uh, you know, I mean, it takes your privacy. It takes your – I think it takes more than that, though, you know, and, and I'm, I'm being totally serious. I Please, think yeah. being a public – you know, being in, in the public eye, it, it it takes takes from you as much as it gives, and uh, you know, I've uh, I've just seen I've seen the lives of my famous friends and how they've changed, and you know, some people want that, but I don't because I'm a I'm a I'm an introverted person that you know would rather go cross country skiing in Maine than than. Uh, you know, go to a party with like, uh, um, who's a hot star now? Like um, George Clooney, Shane LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know. Or uh, love Shane. Or um, uh, Alan Thicke. Right, I know what you mean. Um, and at that point, you said you had you were the star. Of, you had been the star of two shows, and that was the Gerhardt Reinke show. And what was the other one? 
Saul of the Mole oh, Men. Oh, okay. I, was, I wasn't sure this was airing at that point. Um, oh, it made air. What do you think it takes from you? You said it, be that, that life takes as much as it gives. Well, it, no, it takes... Um, I, I I just I you know I mean you can't say anything anymore, you know Adam is very lucky that he has a platform where he can say anything he wants and not get held responsible. But if you look at Jimmy, he can't say anything. Yeah, he would get you know his show would get taken off the air, and um, you know I I am a free speech person. That's why I put so much profanity in my my uh, music. Um, mm-hmm stuff and that, and that's you know that's why i'm talking about foreskin did you just vomit <laughs> no i cleared my throat oh okay um but you know like when you go on tour like doing stand up even you find like it, it it's just like you get this feeling that it's um it's taking more than it's giving and um it, when you go on tour doing stand up meaning like be that that lifestyle, standing in front, in of, front people, of people, trying and, to entertain and just them, yeah. your whole day is is um is uh you know eight o'clock that night. I am going to be on this stage doing this, and like that's all you can think about all day. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. I do not understand. There are people who are like, "Oh, you don't have to work till night. How lucky you can do whatever you want during the day." And it's like, "No, I'll be thinking about it all day." Yeah. So yeah, and it's just you know, it's like you finish the gig, then you get on an airplane, you go to the next Canadian prairie town, <laughs> and uh, you know, and and you, you make people laugh, and that's nice, and it's a nice feeling, and you feel good for about fifteen seconds after you get off stage, and then you go, "Oh shit, I have to do this again tomorrow." And, yeah. You know. Um. But more importantly, I just um, – I'm not saying that like I – you know, I'm not saying like it was a sure thing. I was going to be famous or anything. But, I, I, you know, I don't even have a headshot or anything. Like I've, I've, I've actively fought, you know, to stay behind the scenes so I can just sort of like um, snipe and, and, you know, put out an album here and there and, you know, go on, do the Def Frack Eye stuff, go on – um, become your new best friend. Mm-hmm. Although mm-hmm. you and uh, I gotta say you and Dawson were pretty cozy there. Well, but for right now, I'm your best friend. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's. let's it go does with... say new best friend. Oh, yeah. new. Yes. Um, but back to this luggage thing. No. Um, but uh, so okay. Uh, In an what... alternate universe, what is your career? Like, do you think you were, what were you meant to be? A professor? A cross-country skier? I think I was always... A writer? Uh, I think I was, I, I mean, f- like, one of my earliest memories was standing up at a restaurant, like, they had a stage set up. I was, like, five years old, and I said, you know, good evening, ladies and germs. <laughs> and it got big laughs, and, you know, and... Uh, so you were meant uh, to be a comedian, no I've always, what. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was like, I've always been kind of, you know, you know an odd... Duck, I guess, and and you know, I've always kind of like you know, being funny is not something that has been terribly difficult. And you know, I did like uh, you know, in college, I started a comedy troupe with my cousin, uh, Academy Award winner Nat Faxon. Oh, right, I forgot that's your cousin. Yeah, so yeah. you know, we and we were always doing you know you know bits and impressions and, and stuff like that and and uh but 
I just, I, I basically, you know, a lot of it also came down to the fact that to pull off a successful Hollywood lifestyle, it's 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 difficult with a family. Yeah. And I just decided that that a family was more important and anonymity and, uh, um, you know, just um, not having to be – not having, you know, 20 people call you every hour um, and, you know, show business. Um, you've heard negative things spoken about it of course yeah i i mean here and there usually people just talk about how great it is how easy it is to get work how good they feel being a part of it yes how they feel like they just they've made it yeah you know yeah um but this is how welcoming it is but hey Mm -hmm. you like that yeah okay but hey this is significant (laughs) yeah but no that's like a but hey yeah but no this is yeah yeah but this is significant. Time is money, and you can make a lot of money here, but what does the money do you if, like, you grow up and, you know, then next thing you know your kids are coming home from college and, uh, you know, they got a, um, you know, fucking Homer Simpson tattooed on their cooch. I think see I think I think there's this idea that well yeah that's how it is now like it sucks now but if I just keep keep at it a little longer I'll get to this plateau of success where it won't be like that or whatever you know <clears throat> which it, it is is what keeps people in Hollywood so you're happy with your having left it all behind living in Maine like well, I haven't left it all behind I, I mean s- I mean I still you know I, I, I do what it takes to make a living, and um, although, you know, um, we're neither rich nor poor, <laughs> I really want to say that that way. It's good, yeah. Can you say it that way? Sure. Say, okay, okay. Poor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that time, for me, time is much more valuable than money, and having free time and not, you know... Uh, I mean, you know, right now I'm out here working and, you know, I, I come out here a lot and I work on shows and I develop shows and write screenplays and stuff. I'm still in it, but I'm I'm not like, um, you know, kind of schlepping like, you know, well, like I used to go to these meetings where, you know, nothing happens. And, and it's just, you know, I'd rather do it myself. And I can't, you know, you can now. I mean... I talk about meetings where nothing happens ad nauseum. That's all I talk about. The how the resentment that's accrued over all those fucking meetings and the it's not just the meeting time because it's like the the beginning of the stress the day before thinking about the meeting. Yeah. It just yeah, that's that's a but the, but I'm like if I just do them better then I won't be that way. No, it's all, you know, I mean it's I don't know. It's just I don't think you know. I, I think um, William Goldman, Goldman, the screenwriter, um, said no one knows anything, and that you know that's pretty much true. Like, you know, uh, no one knew that Seinfeld right would be any good. No one knew 
Breaking Bad. Well, yeah, they did know that would probably be good. But I know what you mean. But well, point taken anyway. Yeah. Well, here's the bummer of this whole situation. We have um, only a few minutes left. Oh, so because, the speed round. Yeah. Okay. We don't want to just mirror everyone. But um, do we have any leeway at all? That's me asking Gary that a tiny bit. Um, yeah, I don't want to push it for you. Is there – okay, here, everyone listen to me talk about stuff. Okay. Um, what I was going to ask is, is does Chris need to be doing stuff right when you need to be or could he slide it over? You could just talk in the mic. No, I need this space. Oh, you do. Okay. Um, all right. Let's just do fast, just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Diva Dog 9234 says, listening to it, Allison Rosen's new best friend on my commute, 20 minutes after parking at my apartment, can't make myself get out of my car, just mirror everyone. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. She's the best. You're, you're the best. Um, I think I, I would want to think that's many listeners. That's the best. Uh, it's the highest compliment when, when you don't get out of the car to keep listening. That's right. Truly is. Jason Dix says, whenever I eat fried eggs or the those cheap little danishes I will eat around the yolk or filling to save the last to s- save it for the last bite. Hey, fuck you, yeah. Jason Dix. You don't do that. Well, no, but I just just cause. my grandparents made those yolks. Mark Hudgens says, "Just me or everyone? When I have to poo, I weigh myself, poo, then get back on the scale to see how much I lost." Well, here's hey. here's where. You- you want to know who my new best friend is? That guy? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the difference between that guy and me and probably most women is that you never weigh yourself before you go to the bathroom. You weigh yourself after. It's a little... You know what? I know what he's saying, though. He he's, wants to see the weight of what he left, well, I bet, left behind. I, I bet you also he's a, he's a poo-poo examiner. Probably. He's checking it out. Where are you on the poo-poo examination scale? Unless it's like tarry and beet red, I won't generally look. But that means you're look. Oh, well, how do you know what color it is unless you're looking the paper? No, I mean, unless I can. You know how a beet, like if you you know you put it in water and a like, little like you know trickle like of red comes off of it. Sure, that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking at the turd. You're looking at the water. I'm looking for the quantity of blood. To see how much I've lost, and if it's if it right. necessitates a trip, um, you know, to a um, poo specialist. No, like an alternate healer type. <laughs> right. Lane says, I, I hate lending things to people because I automatically assume I will never get them back, even though I usually do. Um, I can be like that. Sure, I know what you mean. Well, I think Lane's going to have a, a a problem much like mine, a karmic problem. Yeah. You know, you have to you have to give in order to receive, and that's that's um that's as straight a maxim as as, as gravity. I mean, that's that's as a, a true a law of nature. Mm-hmm. You must give in order to receive, and um, I can only kind of wish the worst on Lane right now. Do you you don't really feel like you're there's trouble in your karma, do you? 
I you do. Really, do you really feel like this luggage thing has to is, is there's a greater meaning to it? It's either that or it's the the short half lives of this drugs psychotropic pharmacopoeia that I've now been cruelly deprived of. That are you mean it's either that or it's the short half lives that are making you think it's that? I don't know. Great. Abe Lopez says, open ketchup salsa packet by ripping the corner off, but keep my eye on the piece convinced it will make its way into my food. Oh, yeah. you got to watch that because that piece is shifty. For the record, for the listener, he's not using some crazy condiment. It says ketchup slash salsa packet. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Just I saying. said ketchup salsa. Right. Yes. I keep my eye on that little piece. That little... Why do you put the comma oh, though, yeah. after piece? There's something sig- that's weird. It's significant, and we're missing it on the piece. Convinced it'll make its way right in the food. face, but we're missing the significance of why he put the comma right there. It's him. He's explaining why he does it. Yeah. that's his like way of pausing and saying, like, "Right, it's a, it's a lack of characters thing." Let's not is the piece it. thing like the those vaporizers that we that we're hip to? No, that he's saying no, no, the piece of the little packet that he ripped off. Oh, he keeps the piece. Yeah, the the fragment. Yes. Convinced? Okay, I can deal with that. But <laughs> who? But I mean, there's something really kind of kind of cool about biting tin foil. You know, for years and years and years and years and years, I never used my teeth to open anything because my I was just raised like you just, you just never do that. Um, I don't. I'll know open why. a fucking car door with my teeth. I was the same way. I was raised to not do that. Because then, it can, can damage your teeth. And yeah. then I saw someone do it and I was like, yes, there's scissors in your mouth. Why yeah. not do that? I was, then I realized I was like chewing up animals basically. And mm-hmm. it's like I can a little paper will be just fine. Yeah. I'll be okay. Kelly said, after binge watching Law & Order SVU for years, I don't think I'd be shocked to find a dead body, especially in an alley. I think you would be, but I know what you mean. Where did you find it? And who is the guy? Right. And why is this not in the news? No, she's saying she wouldn't be shocked if she did find one. I think she would. That's Yeah, that's what I think. But There's... I know what you mean. I know what she means. Have you ever killed a person? I never have. Okay. You? Next. You could have, said the cop. I could have. Be slamming. During sex or foreplay. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> While moaning, I may have to clear my throat out of nowhere. Oh, my Kills goodness. the mood for a few seconds after. I've never noticed that, but yes, I'm with you. We were watching back in the Man Show days. There was a pornographic movie that was going around. And there was this very beautiful woman, and she was filleting a gentleman. Okay. But then she had to pause to have to have this horrific bronchial cough and it really ruined the moment for everyone in the room I'm surprised they didn't edit edit that oh out. no everyone i mean i i don't think one guy kept you know masturbating we, it just totally she all she had to do is cough and it just killed the moment and we just went back to work elizabeth cutler says wait a minute i want to move on <laughs> I hate it when to-go snacks say keep refrigerated. I don't keep an ice pack in my purse. I've never noticed that, but yes, you're right. That is fucked up. You know what I say? Hmm. Hey, um, Elizabeth, uh, grow up. Get a life. <laughs> get real. Move on. You know? Yeah. 2014? Come on. 
get an ice pack purse? No, just deal with your shit. Well, this segment is for people who don't want to. Oh, oh, oh. John Pratt. Sorry, Elizabeth. (laughs) John Pratt. But Wayne, I still have problems with you. John Praterelli says, when cutting nails, I adopt the leave no man behind philosophy. When a nail gets launched and I can't find it, I'm devastated. Yeah, I, a... I want everyone else to follow that policy, but not me. Anyone I live with should leave no man behind. What nail, though? Toe or finger? Whatever. I don't want it around unless it's mine, in which case, whatever. I do it over the toilet bowl. Yeah, I do that, too. Smart. Yeah. And then you can count them. Except I don't do that. Sometimes you have to do two. Like sometimes on the thumb, yeah, you can't get it all in one cut. Right. Do you use scissors or clippers? Oh, I hate scissors. Clippers. But I use toenail clippers for my fingers. I have very strong sausage-like fingers, mm-hmm. the hands of a, you know, a Lumberjack? laborer. So I need to use a toenail clipper for my fingers. I mean, you can't see this on the air, but they're like... Kill bosses, I and mean, you're you're looking at them. Sure, They're big. I mean, it makes Shaq look like a you know a, 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 some sort of a, little person. A, a, some sort of doll the uh, artisans of Dresden may have uh, <laughs> created with their expert craftsmanship. Josh Gardner, this has been illuminating and interesting, it, and different than I expected. Hey, hey, I feel like it's what I should have expected. Hey, did we have fun or what? We sure did. I feel confused by a lot of what what just happened. Isn't it what it's all about, though? It's about time. At the end of the day, though? Yeah. Speaking of the end of the day, we have actually run out of time. We've actually gone a little over, but uh, we thank you on behalf of Allison Rosen. No, you do. No, that was good. Oh, okay. Um, So you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can follow Josh at – are you at Josh Gardner or at – where? Where are you? Where uh, do people go to find you? Because of my strict privacy policy, I, I'm, I'm just at deaf frat guy. I okay. just do that. It's my alter ego. Well, no, it's actually a real person. All right, but you have his Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. You can follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. You can follow Chris at Chris Loxamana. It looks like Josh wants to say something. Are we out of time? Yeah. Well, we're can winding you just, down. We, we, I, I have a new album coming out. And I please wanted, plug away. I wanted you to name it. Oh, it was really that was a really big thing that I kind of forgot about. What's it about? Um, you know, music and songs and stuff. Um, listen to this. Ooh, can we spell "listen"? Can the S be a dollar sign? Yes, I uh, like that. And what about the other S? In also this? a dollar sign. Perfect. It's All catchy right. and it says exactly what. You're supposed to do with it. Um, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, why not click through the banner? Like Josh's new album, Listen to This, which is going to come out some sometime soon. Can people tweet if that name sucks? Yeah. Okay. Let me know that it sucks because it, it might. Um, why not click through the banner on my website? Uh, the, sorry, click through the Amazon banner on my website. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and it does help out the show. We have a ringtone available. Hey, hey. Get that by searching Hey Go Fuck Yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. Our special live bonus episode recorded at the LA Podcast Festival. Our second one is available in the iTunes store as well with Doug Benson and Matt Costa and Chris and Gary and Matt. You can get that uh, by searching in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. And I think that's it, right? Yeah. 
That, All right. That episode of PodFest has the origin of the butter sandwich fight. That's right. I keep forgetting to mention that. It seems important to me. It is important. It's historical. Yeah. So there you go. If you want to know how how it all started. That's right. Go that's... get that episode. And that does help out the show when you go get that episode. Um, all right. Josh Gardner, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, you're the best, man. You're going to have to come back sometime and we'll talk more about everything. Yeah, I like hanging with you because you keep it real. And you keep other stuff real. It's Thanks. all good. Thank you. That, I, I, that felt like it was right from the heart. It is. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Alice and Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Thank you for choosing the Alice and Rosen show. Introducing a breakthrough in cat litter from Arm & Hammer. Arm & Hammer Clump and Seal is totally different than what I've used before. Even after seven days, it was odor-free. There was some sort of sealing magic happening. Only Clump and Seal forms a tight seal around odor and destroys it with unique Arm & Hammer odor eliminators and baking soda for a seven-day odor-free home guaranteed. I've tried every product. This is really pretty remarkable. New Clump and Seal Cat Litter. Seven-day odor-free home guaranteed. Look on the package for $3 off.